0: Good morning. Welcome to Happy Friday and to Simply Remarkable multi-streaming live show. And it was created by Remarkable, speaker's bureau. And I'm your host today, Sue Falcone, founder and CEO of Remarkable. Now, we began this show for you. We wanted to create a showcase for the talent that we represent here at Remarkable so that you could get to know them personally, just like we do. And you can see how remarkable they are and how they can help you be remarkable too. Thanks for joining us today. We're so excited and we love to engage with our live audience. Just send us your questions. The live chat is open. Send us your comments. And we wanna engage with you today and have a fun time doing it. Now, today we have as our featured guest, the international public relations expert and keynote speaker, Bruce Marin. He is president of Bruce Marin Public Relations and Advertising, as well as Bruce Marin Celebrity Speakers Bureau. He is celebrating over 50 years in the industry and is quite a legend of our industry. He is a storyteller extraordinaire. He was a former vice president of PR for MGM Studios, and his first client there was someone you would recognize, Elvis Presley. And later, Elvis would become a client of Bruce's PR firm and his speaker bureau. So, I can't wait to hear all the adventures and also hear about what public relations looks like today. Welcome, Bruce Marin. I am so glad you're here.
1: I am honored and privileged. And from Las Vegas, I send my love out to everybody all over the world. All my love.
0: And that's what we're all about. We love what we do and we love who we get to do it with. So, thank you for coming. And thank you for getting up early. Because he's on Las Vegas time. <laughs> so thank you for doing I get, up, that.
1: I get up four every morning, as you know. And why? Because you and I share something in common, Sue. We have passion for what we do. And if you love what you do, getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning, it's wonderful. I get up with the roosters.
0: <laughs> I thought you too. So I, we have that in common. And I think a lot of people do. We're a lot of morning people. Now, Bruce, this 30 minutes goes by so fast, so we're just going to jump in and get started because we want to hear you. Yes. And Bruce, tell us, where were you born? Because there's a story behind that. And who was the greatest influence in your
1: life? Right. Well, number one, I was born in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. And I owe everything to my mom. Talking about legend, that's very kind of you to call me a legend with my 50 years in entertainment. But my mom is really the true legend. And when we talk about PR, she was a pioneer in Hollywood entertainment PR. And when she had a a public relations company at general service movie studios in Hollywood, my mom was one of only two women in the world that had an entertainment Hollywood PR firm. So I learned everything from my mom. And as you know, I owe everything to my mom because everything that I learned was from from my mom.
0: That's amazing, yes. Our moms are very important to our lives, aren't they? This
1: is great. And just as a quick example, when you think of my early clients that I handled PR for, Muhammad Ali, Jackie Robinson, Johnny Carson, Michael Landon, Elvis, all of those people I met, thanks to my mom. So you go ahead, but that's why I say, in embedded in the center of my heart is my mom because everything that I've achieved is really thanks to my mom.
0: That is so great. Now it looks like we're having a little bit of video problems here, but we'll we'll work through that, Bruce. Uh, we we'll, we we can hear you, and we'll work through that. So this is this is great. Now your mother too was a writer as well, right?
1: Yes. uh, My mom went to the University of Missouri, uh, the journalism school at Missouri, a legendary place. So she and my dad got degrees in journalism. And then fast forward, when I was in junior high, my mom encouraged me to take journalism classes. And uh, so at a young age, I learned to be a journalist, which kind of propelled me into PR later into my life.
0: Wow, that is so great. That is so great. And she got recognized as a writer, I understand.
1: Yeah, my mom actually won a Pulitzer Prize for a book that, uh, that she wrote. She she She's the best writer that I've ever met, but she helped train me because in public relations, there's a certain kind of style that if you can develop in public relations, it really helps you in dealing with TV and radio and newspapers and magazines. So uh, anyway, again, my mom really was such a guiding force in, in training me how to write and, and grab the attention of the journalists.
0: That is so great. So now let me ask you this, Bruce. Growing up, did you ever have a dream that you would be involved in Hollywood and Las Vegas in the entertainment field and become the legend that you are?
1: Well, it actually started in Las Vegas. Our family moved to Las Vegas in 1956, Sue. And uh, I was in junior high school at the time, and my dad was the president of the Flamingo Hotel, the legendary Flamingo Hotel. So when I was in junior high, my dad and my mom invited me to all the big headlining shows here in Las Vegas, Sue. Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, Mm, Lena Horne, Pearl, Bailey, uh, just on and on. Ella Fitzgerald, Liberace. But- the, the real turning point in the entertainment side was when we went to see Sammy Davis Jr. I was uh, 12 years old at the time, and Sammy was headlining at the Sands Hotel here in Las Vegas. And I had heard of Sammy Davis Jr., but I had never really seen him. So I went to his show. We were sitting in the front row, and he just literally knocked me out. To this day, he's probably the best all-around entertainer, Sammy Davis Jr., that I have ever seen in my life. After the show was over, Sammy has a song that he sings at the end of his uh, show called Mr. Bojangles. So when we went backstage to meet Sammy Davis Jr., I shook his hand and I said, Mr. Davis, you are the most amazing entertainer I've ever seen in my life. Now, thanks to you. And again, I was 13 years old back then, uh, Sue. I said, I know that I want to work in entertainment. So right here in Las Vegas, where I am right now, that was a real turning point in my life because I knew with all the entertainment around me and having seen Sammy Davis Jr., I knew it was in my blood.
0: That's it. You know, those, those things impact us, don't they?
1: And you never know
0: what happens. You never know what happens. Now, Bruce, we featured a quote from you this week, which got a lot of press out there because you said every day, do something special that will impact other people's lives. What are some things you do every day to follow out your quote?
1: Yes. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel, and I learned some of that from my mom, that the greatest gifts don't cost any money. So the things that you can do for others mean so much. I'll give you an example of impacting people's lives. This morning, it was early, but I was in the parking lot at a supermarket that I shop at. And there was a woman in the supermarket. She was uh, not able to really uh, walk well. She she, She was using kind of a cane and crutches. And I helped her. I put my arm around her. I walked her to her car. I helped her get into her car. And when she was inside of her car, she gave me the most beautiful Smile, Sue, and she says, Thank you. I don't know anybody else that would have done that for me. It was a small gesture, but I realized I had impacted her life. I made her whole day just by going out of my way to try to help her. I mean, she was having trouble walking to her car. She probably, I'm guessing, was maybe 80 years old. So I like to feel that every day I want to go out of my way to impact people's lives you know, there's that saying, what goes around comes around. I believe when you put out to the universe positive things, it comes back. So I'm always interested in reaching out and doing things that can make other people smile. If I can get other people to smile, it warms my heart. That's wonderful.
0: That's wonderful. Now we're still having some video issues, Bruce. So we're, we're working that out here. It looks like, um, uh, we're just going to go on with it. Okay. That's, that's all right. What's what I'm interesting, it. I, I,
1: I'm in looking at you, I see myself right there. Anyway, you go yeah, ahead. We
0: don't see the video. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, would you like, we'll entertain this. Would you like to go out and come back in?
1: We can try to do that. You tell me, what do we want to do?
0: Yes. I think that would help if you would just. Log out and then we'll keep on going and then you can come back in because I've got some information I can share. Okay. And uh, then we'll begin again. And then we'll just pick oh, okay. up.
1: Yeah, great, great. Okay.
0: We want to make sure. <laughs> I just want to make sure our guests, because we don't know sometimes what end it's on, and uh, we want to make sure that we have uh, the full video so you can see them in action because this is this is key. This is what we do, we love them, and but sometimes. Don't we know technology doesn't always work the way you plan it. But as a speaker and the industry we're in, we just go on. That's what we do. And I love that, that we can. And Bruce is coming back in and we'll see if that works and helps him out there so that
1: because we're coming. This is great. Ladies and germs, it's magic. It's This is pure magic.
0: (laughs) See, sometimes we just have to do that. And uh, we just go on, but I didn't want to interrupt, but guess what? We're just showing that we're human and look, we just do what we need to do. And that's what we do. That's what we do in our audiences to make them feel that they can do this too, because life doesn't always happen right, but we can fix it. So now that's great. That I'm sure that lady this morning will always remember you. You know, that's the impact that you have.
1: Yeah. And, and, that's,
0: and that's great. That's, and it's, and that's it's a, a things, testament to, to us of what we can do.
1: I agree. And sometimes it's really just the simple things when we can go out of our way to try to help people. It really means a lot to them. So, yes. Impact lives.
0: Exactly. That, that's the thing. Impact lives. Because that's what we want to yeah. do, you know, with our right. speaking and all that we do and entertaining. Impact lives. Now. A lot has happened in the public relations industry since you started. And can you tell us some of those changes today that you see have impacted where we're at in the industry today?
1: Sure, I mean, I'll be glad to share it with you. In the public relations arena, I have been so blessed over 50 years, not only to work with the biggest name entertainers and show business, but to work with sports people to handle PR for Simon & Schuster for years, to work with big corporations. But the biggest changes that have happened going back to the 70s when I started, back then all of us in PR had these big Rolodexes and we'd call people from our big heavy uh, telephones and we'd reach out to people directly. Now, fast forward to the way things work. Today, there's a lot of text messaging that goes on. We definitely have uh, social media that we we use. But regardless of any of the changes that have happened in the technical world in PR, I believe firmly it still comes down into us personally connecting with people in the media. The kind of PR that we do is media-driven. The biggest thing we can do is get our clients on TV shows like Good Morning America or NBC Today, get stories in the New York Times, get big features in People magazine. These are all things that we do every day. So for me in public relations, the most important thing is my personality and my reputation, dealing with the people in the media. They know me. They respect me. So when I approach them with a new client, at least I have that introduction that they know and, and, and adore me, and that really does help a lot. But I feel that it's the personal connection still in PR. Even though everything has changed dramatically in the technical world, it's the personal connection with the people that really makes the difference. I mean, here's just one quick story. The editor of People Magazine it was a wonderful woman. We had a story that was featured recently in People Magazine, I didn't send her a text message. I didn't send her an email. I called her and she picked up the phone. All of your people who are watching, they know Beyonce, the great entertainer, Beyonce. Her dad, Matthew, Matthew Knowles, is an amazing guy and he started Beyonce's career. But what I'm sharing with you is we got a story in People Magazine because I made a phone call. Not not a text, uh, not an email. It's that personal connection. So for me in PR, I still feel that that personal connection with a journalist, that's what sets me apart, that I like to be able to talk to the people directly, a warm kind of feeling with the uh, journalists.
0: And that is so true, because we never know. We never know when they're going to answer that phone. And right. even though... Uh, but you already knew them. So it wasn't like a cold call they knew uh, because you had established that. And my next question, I think we've answered it, but let's go a little further because in speaking to your audiences about PR and what's key to their success in today's world in PR, I think you've, you've encountered it. You do have to make those connections and sometimes they're harder than they used to be to be able to make those connections, but they're still there. They're still able to do that, but you have to be recognized. So you have to keep working at it. You know, you can't give up making those connections because they're not going to call you, <laughs> you know, you have to reach out to them. Just like a speaker, uh, not everyone's going to call you to speak. You have to do what you have to do to make sure that they see you and they hear you. And uh so that, you know, that you can get that connection. So I think this is so key. Don't you yes, agree so that that you I do want to share that one relationship?
1: Yeah, and I'd like to share one thing. Where the creativity comes in PR is how we are able to assemble the right kind of words and photos and graphics so that when we do send out an email to the journalists, that Tom Cruise line from the movie, You Had Me at Hello?, When we deal with the journalists, we want to have them at hello. They don't have a lot of time. So the way that we prepare and construct the information is great. And I just flashed, this is an old time memory, but it's an example. Everybody loves Pat Morita. Pat Morita was my client for years. Everybody knows him from The Karate Kid, one of the greatest movies of all time, The Karate Kid. But way before The Karate Kid, he was a stand up comic on the Johnny Carson show. And believe it or not, his tagline, he was called the hip nip, N-I-P, the hip nip. He couldn't get away with that tagline. But what I'm telling you is I had a meeting with him. This is before Karate Kid. And I said, Pat, your stand-up comedy is amazing. But I think you really can be a TV star on television and in movies. And we put together a really amazing news release with his photo that mentioned that Pat Morita looked for him to launch into the television and movie acting career soon. And and as a result of that, we started getting interviews and people started taking an interest, not as him as only a stand-up comic, but as Pat Morita to be in TV shows and movies. And The Karate Kid happened uh, after that and so many other TV shows that he was on. So the creativity that goes on in PR is really important. The way that we can stage the right kind of information that really captures the imagination of people in TV, radio, newspaper and magazines.
0: And this is so key because, 2 you're dealing with in your uh, presentations on PR, because this goes along with it, um, what makes... a speaker's great today. Now today is a little bit different than what it used to be in celebrity speaking and business speaking and professional speaking is but there's still some things that I think are key to always because what I'm seeing is a current trend is to use words and language that not every audience appreciates. And you know, we get challenged at this all the time uh, of understanding what makes a speaker great today. We've got lots of good speakers out there, but can you share with us, you've spoken on this quite often about what makes a good speaker great today?
1: Yeah, I think that is a great, great question. And I get asked that question a lot. There's several things to me that makes a really, really good speaker at the beginning of their talk. I had mentioned earlier that Tom Cruise line, you had me at hello. When the speaker comes out in just those first few minutes, can they integrate some humor into the very beginning of their presentation? If they can get the audience to laugh at the beginning, it really gets the audience right in the palm of their hands. So getting them to laugh to me is really important. Interacting with the office right at the beginning, the audience, interacting with the audience is really important. Don't stand behind a podium and preach. Get out with the audience and interact. The other thing to me that's really important, and I'm talking about in the very first five minutes of a talk, touch the audience's heart. Come up with something at the beginning of your talk, some kind of story And when you tell that story, it really touches the audience's uh, heart. Those are three things that I really think can help make the speakers stand out. And then an overriding theme. What is that one key theme that the speaker has that they can bring out throughout their talk that, again, has that grasp of the audience? Every different speaker has a different kind of story. But what is that? theme that carries throughout their talk that can really make make the difference. And the interaction, Sue, I can't stress how important that is. Back in the 70s, everybody was behind a, a podium and they never even left the podium. But now audiences love when the speakers can interact and get the audience involved in what their talk is all about. And then, of course, passion. Uh, all of the good speakers have passion And it comes from their heart, but that passion really stands out when they're in front of an audience. If they can inspire and motivate, that's the other key thing too. Whatever their topic is, it can be different topics, but are you able to inspire and motivate that audience as you're delivering the talk?
0: That is so key. And you know, our event planners of today, the demographics are, they're younger than ever. Some of them have not been out there, you know, long. They've been charged with finding the right speaker or the right performer for an event. And you know what I'm hearing? And I'm wondering if you're hearing it too, what they ask me for. They don't ask me for a speaker. They don't ask me for a presenter. They don't ask me for a lecturer. They don't ask me for someone to give a talk. What they're asking me for today is to bring Do you have we want an experience of a lifetime we want that that talent to create an experience of a lifetime that's memorable that's uh unforgettable that and all those key things that you just brought out is what makes that experience
1: yes and then the other thing and you you touch on it as well the best speakers are really good storytellers they're able to tell stories The audiences love to be able to relate to the person that's in in front of them. So if they're able to tell really good stories, that helps. Again, I've been blessed to work with with the biggest name speakers you can name, but Dr. Wayne Dyer would be an example. He would tell the greatest stories to the audiences, and the audiences just loved it. So the, the storytelling aspect is important. And then the other thing, Sue, and I think you'll agree here, if a speaker comes into an audience that has really good graphics and video, the graphics and the video really help when the speaker is giving the, the the presentation really stunning video is so important.
0: Exactly. Exactly. This is, and it all, you know, this is a very competitive world today because there are less in-person events than there used to be and more people that want to speak at them. So, you've got, like I said, again, we don't compete and compare, but you do have to be in the competition. So that's the ones that do stand out, that are in those videos, that are into the, to making that experience, uh, you know, of a lifetime, creating it. So Yes. And by the way,
1: when you said experience, the other thing that I think really helps uh, speakers, like take me, I've been doing what I've been doing 50 years. So I have a lot of experience in what I do. That's great when I talk to an audience because I'm speaking from five decades of experience in my field. And I think audiences love getting to learn from the experience that the speaker uh, has. And that to me is invaluable. It's just an invaluable, wonderful golden gift to have a speaker that can relate different things that have happened through the decades of their life that can be helpful to the people that are in the audience. And by the way, Sue, not talking down to them, but giving them valuable golden nuggets based on the experiences that they've learned.
0: That's so key. That's so key. And people will want to have people back to do that. That's the thing. That's they're, they're looking for those that it's not about the money. It's not about, you know, anything. It's about impacting their lives. And that means a speaker has to do their homework to be able to do that. They have to I know totally, it.
1: totally agree. And the other thing, which again, you're a genius in this field as well, but when the speakers can entertain the audience, granted, there are speakers that are very intelligent and knowledgeable, but audiences don't want to hear a professor from Yale uh, you know, talking uh, the kind of talk that goes way above their head. They want to be entertained. Whatever the topic is, if they're in the audience and you can entertain them, then you really get your point across. So the entertainment side to me is just so, so important.
0: Well, Bruce, this has been a lifetime of learning here that we put into just a few minutes. And I know everyone is going to be excited about looking at this and we're going to rebroadcast it after a while. And one more question. Looking yes. about, Bruce, what is it? that makes you smile about where you are today?
1: Well, number one, it goes back to my mom. My mom makes me smile. She's in heaven looking down on me, but that's something that makes me smile. What also makes me smile is the fact that I can impact people's lives, whether it's doing a nice gesture like uh, I did today at the supermarket, or when it is I'm working in public relations And I can smile when I, like this week, I got one of my clients on Good Morning America. That makes me smile. In other words, I'm very happy working uh, with my public relations hat when I can make my clients happy based on what we achieve. So that's something that makes me smile when I can do such a great job that it makes my clients happy and they get great reactions as a result.
0: That's okay. That is great. And to our audience here today, our challenge to you is the same thing. Think about this today. What is it that makes you smile about where you're at today? And let us know. Give us a note in the chat line or give us a comment later on because we'd like to know that. Because we want to be able to bring to you some realization out of this that just out of this 30 minutes in your life, Where are you going tomorrow? So this is really great to know. Again, thanks so much for joining us today, Bruce. This was wonderful. You gave us all that we need. And I can't wait for our audiences out there, our event planners, or those looking for speakers to contact us at our new website to book Bruce Marin for truly an experience of a lifetime learning how to make profit from PR. Because as we know, the first two letters of the word profit or PR. And you've got to have that base to be able to be the success you want. Call us today because he books quickly. We want to make sure we can get you in there. So just give us a call. And everyone, we hope you will come back next Friday, February the 2nd. Can you believe January will be gone? Wow, (laughs) it flew by. And our guest next week, will be the James Bond of speaking, Kenyon Salo. He is a high energy keynote speaker and Denver Broncos skydiver. You'll learn all about that. He's skydiving for every uh, football game there. And he helps audiences break through their comfort zone and face the challenges that hold most of us back from achieving our dreams, both professionally and personally. He gives his audiences an experience of a lifetime as he speaks to them from a 12-foot ladder. Yes, he does. Uh, You won't want to miss this show, and you can hear more about it. And we invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you won't miss an episode of the show. And you can go back and see all the previous episodes because Bruce will be on there uh, this afternoon. And just in case you missed anything that he had to share, you'll have it right there for you and you won't miss it. Also, the videos of all of our talent that we represent are located there for you to see to make your decisions and your choices. Now, at Remarkable, a speaker's bureau, we are honored for the opportunity to partner with you and create a remarkable experience of a lifetime for your clients and audiences. This is what we love doing, and we love partnering with our, with our clients. So we hope that you have a remarkable winter weekend. Looks like the weather here is going to be a little warmer. We don't know about the rest of the country, and we hope you have a happy Friday, and we will see you here next Friday.